Skulls here right back at it on the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Dave Vaughn is in the hot seat tonight. Phone lines already open. You bet they are. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get to all kinds of talking points tonight. Your emails as well in between the phone calls. And clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. That is on the way. But week that was is first. Davey boy, what is going on with you? Yeah, the uh, first situation I want to talk about is uh, a case where a client of mine um, was accused and, and actually did push another employee in the workplace. He was in the, uh, about 18 years of service, uh, worked in a manufacturing facility, and uh, these two individuals had gone at it before, never physical, but it was clear they hadn't liked, you know, they didn't like each other. There had been complaints from both about uh, harassment and things like that in the workplace and a lot of verbal uh, back and forth. And uh, on the day in question, um, another you know the, this individual uh, they got into a, an argument, and uh, the other individual was um, basically right up uh, against uh, my client right in his face, and he pushed him away. Um, the other individual didn't fall or anything; he wasn't hurt. Um, it was obviously it was caught on caught on film. Uh, they have surveillance, and uh, they brought him into a meeting and terminated him for cause. Uh, that was the first time he was disciplined for anything like that. Um, he, he had some other issues, you know, years ago, but, um, and, and, you know, these two individuals had, had, a ha- had a past, but there was never any actual formal discipline issued. Um, they would just complain about each other, and that would, you know, the, that would be basically be the end of it. And, um, you know, the, the employer, like I said, terminated for cause. And, uh, you know, these are always uh, difficult ones. I mean, you know, when you have contact, physical contact in the workplace, um, you know, a lot of employers and a lot of uh, human resource professionals are, are, you know, quite quickly to jump in, jump in and say that's cause, um, you know, to, to assault, they'd call it, and, you know, we have cause to terminate. And, you know, the... the uh, Surprisingly, the, the, it's not that simple. Um, we still, when, it, when it's a cause situation, we look at the context. Um, we look at the fact that you know it, it was the heat of the moment. It's not like he you know went up to him and you know unprovoked um, and pushed him. It was in response to something. Um, he didn't um, you know it, it didn't cause any harm. And it was you know if you looked at the video, it actually looked more like he was trying to just push him away. It wasn't like he was trying to push him down or anything like that or cause any actual physical harm to him. Right. And you know he had never really never been disciplined um, in the past, um, and uh, he had 18 years of service. And uh, you know, given uh, you know, despite what uh, you know, some people may think right off the bat, um, and, and you know, there's, there's like I said, there's employers, there's human resources, there's lawyers who think that. Um, in a case like this, you know, there's a lot of support that uh, you know for the proposition that this is not cause for termination, and. Um, and, uh, you know, there's cases on that. And, uh, you know, we were able to, um, you know, get to uh, get to a settlement eventually and convince the employer with, the, you know, using those cases, emphasizing the, the context and the circumstances, including, you know, a pretty significant almost two decades worth of service um, wow. that this was not cause. And we were able to get this individual a severance package, um, despite the fact that he was terminated for cause originally and, and given nothing. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, by the way, is the number to call in for the remainder of the show. Bring them on, the Monday night edition. Get your answer, uh, your questions answered. Dave, going to get back to your uh, to your week that was here in a moment, but want to get to get to Neil right away. Neil, early on the call. What's up, pal? How are you tonight? Yeah, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, sure. My, my wife works in a GTA um, uh, seniors. Uh, now, she worked there for about a year, actually almost a year to, to today, uh, on a part-time basis, and what's happened is, as people have been hired behind her, originally her terms of employment were understood to be about 52 hours every two weeks, 
and working during the day and then every second weekend as was required. Mm-hmm. So what happened is, as she began work, she wanted to accommodate because they were short staff. So she she said that she would work different shifts to help out. Um, as this gone on, this had become the norm now, and people who had been hired behind her, generally on a part-time basis, now have been given basically seniority over her to choose their shift. And what the supervisor has done is made side deals with these people so that they only have to work certain hours while my wife has to fill in. What happened on this morning was when she walked in, she had switched shifts with another lady, and the supervisor absolutely berated her and I don't know if he actually yelled at her, but was very abusive and told her, why are you here? You're not to be here. You have to be working nights. Um, uh, uh, it, it became uh, quite nasty. She defended herself and said, I've been here for you. I've worked when nobody else will work. And the reason why nobody works for nights for you is because you made all these side deals with people, and now you're mm-hmm. defending me. So this has become uh, a big issue. And then, she said, and then he said, you're a part-time. I owe you nothing. And you basically, you will do what I tell you to do. It's wow. essentially what happened. Now, she walked out. This is the beginning of the shift, and you have these seniors who are, you know, wonderful people. She was very professional. She was shaking, almost crying. She got herself together, went out, did her job that day with, with no headaches, no incidents, no nothing. Very professional, as she always is. And I'm not touting her. But truly, she's one of the better workers there. She's very interested in the people. She knows them. They love her, all the rest of it. But she's wondering now, has she been, she's been verbally harassed and abused, really, been abused. And she's wondering what, um, uh, basically, what her step, I told her she's got to go to HR immediately. Um, but um, so she's wondering, basically, what the next step should be on this. Uh, one question before I get into this. Um, is she in a union? This is not a union, no. Not union, okay. Well, I mean, you you pretty well answered the question. You gave the, the right advice, and that's, um, you know, go to go to Human Resources, um, you know, as soon as she can, and, and submit a complaint, because obviously the, the treatment of her uh, in terms of the, the abusiveness is not acceptable and needs to be addressed, but uh, she needs to go to Human Resources about that. She can't sit on that, because then, you know, later on, if when it, when it happens again, um, she can't, you know, there's going to be no evidence that, that she's already complained about that or that she's already experienced that. It's important to get that, uh, you know, that complaint to HR. In terms of the hours and whatnot, um, you know, generally we look at the, start by looking at the contract of employment to determine the hours. So um, the employment agreement or contract will usually say what the hours are. If an employee starts to work different hours and, and agrees to that and accepts that, that can become part of their, you know, employment uh, terms. Um, so, but, I mean, at, at the, on the other hand, um, an employee can also agree to occasionally do, you know, jump in and fill in, and that doesn't mean that all of a sudden that their, their schedules um, completely, um, you know, can be completely changed and whatnot. So... I would start yeah. by telling her to, to go to Human Resources about not only the abusive uh, you know conduct she faced from her uh, supervisor, but also just her concerns with the schedule and, and tell them what she expects and what she understands her her agreement is. Yeah, she's um, she has uh, an occurrence to her when the hour thing began. Uh, she's been keeping notes as well and um, and some notes of these conversations she's had that have not really concurred with her understanding of what the basically the employment agreement was 
And um, and, and you're right. Uh, to a certain extent, she did say, well, I will help you because she was new. She wanted to help and, you know, and, and work her way in like that. But people have since come in and said no. And, and, and these side deals are not what was certainly was her understanding of terms of employment were. So this has all been brewing for a while. But for him to come like this and 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 say these things, it was just she was just she was trembling. And and I guess for her as well, for professionalism is apparently someone from head office happened to be in the mix of the people that morning. And um, so it'd be interesting if she was able to find out who that was and see if uh, if her behavior or anything was any different. And I will bet it wasn't because she's being very professional with this company. I just thought that was really not good. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good situation, and uh, she should move forward in terms of uh, bringing that to uh, human resources' uh, attention and, and also dealing with the, the uh, hours issue and getting some clarity in terms of what her role is and, and what her ex- what their expectations are and what she's agreed to. Just one quick thing. She also, she is concerned about reprisal for turning him in. That's, I mean, that's always, uh, unfortunately, um, that, you know, that, that's, you know, there's nothing to do to prevent that from happening. Um, right. That would be illegal, but uh, she should, uh, you know, that, that shouldn't prevent her from doing that. From, from That's what I said to her, because yeah. it's not just about her, but the next one that gets it, or the next one. And if right. you agree and say nothing, then this becomes normal, and that's not right. Correct. And and look, if they if there is a reprisal, if they do fire her for you know sticking up for um, you know herself, um, you know that's illegal uh, in and of itself, and um, you know can uh, the the law will protect her uh, in that situation if it does occur. Very good. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for taking my call. Neil, appreciate the call. Uh, well done. By the way, you want to reach out further if you need to get a hold of Dave or Lior sometime, one 821 5900 is the number to do so or help at employmenthour.com. Got a couple minutes here before our break, Dave. Back to the uh, the week that was. What is the second matter you wanted to talk about? Yeah, the uh, the first, before we get into that, what I wanted to say about yeah. the first issue was uh, that whole um, situation in terms of my client being, uh, you know, pushing the other employee, getting in the physical confrontation, and you know that led to, you know, the led to you know, litigation. It led to, uh, you know, the the employer having to uh, pay out a severance package, um, right. and so it could definitely cost them quite a bit of money. In that situation, could have been, you know remedied or, or, or prevented if the employer and, and you know human resources and, and management had dealt with the underlying issues there this conflict between these two individuals a bit more uh, appropriately so um, and and jumped in uh, earlier and, and not waited till you know the, you know it blew up in their face um, and uh, it just shows uh, for employers the importance of um, you know when there is um, you know tension between employees when there's you know fighting and conflict between employees um, you know verbal and, and whatnot and there are complaints being made it's important to address that and uh, you, you probably will in the long run um, you know save a lot of money and, and be a lot better off um, by addressing right. that head-on good what else uh, what else you got going on yeah another situation I had uh, recently to, uh, that, that seems to come up more and more uh, these days is uh, companies eliminating work, working from home arrangements. So I had an employee recently who who has been working from home uh, for the for their entire tenure, uh, which is about nine years, 
And the employer has recently made the decision to end this arrangement for across the board and uh, for all employees. So they're all required to then now come into the office. And, um, you know, this is a pretty big deal for a lot of people. First of all, it's the commute. So she's going to have to commute about half an hour uh, each way, so an hour in total. And I understand a lot of people do that type of commute um, on a daily basis. But, um, you know, when she accepted the job, uh, her entire tenure, uh, you know, she didn't have to do that. So all of a sudden you're adding an hour um, each day um, to the commute. And, and second, you know, it is an advantage to work. You know, some people view that as an important term of employment to be able to work from home. And to all of a sudden change that, uh, you know, essentially, um, you know, without any notice um, is, uh, you know, that you're going to get yourself into trouble as an employer. And, uh, you know, my client said, no, I, I can't do that. I'm happy to continue working from home, but yeah. I cannot come into the office. It's a huge change for me. Um, and uh, so she, you know, proceeded to treat her employment as, as having been constructively dismissed. Right. And, uh, and the employer was required to end up paying a severance package on that. And um, because that is a, a you know a, a constructive dismissal happens when there's a you know significant change uh, to the employment relation or to you know, terms yep. of employment. And that's clearly um, a significant change. So we met the constructive dismissal threshold. Um, and uh, a lesson for employers out there: if you're going to make changes like that, you can actually implement them by giving notice of it. Don't do it you know on a couple of weeks' notice. Give it a, you know a substantial amount of time just so the employees um, can get ready for it. The ones that want to do it. And the ones that don't and the ones that do, you know, go ahead and, and treat their employment as having been constructively terminated, you actually get credit for giving working notice for the for the length of time that you uh, gave them notice for. Right. We'll take a, a short break here. Just getting warmed up. Your phone calls, bring them on. We got wide open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or if you prefer, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Employment Hour, Monday night edition right here on Global News Radio. Lots of time for you to call through, have your say, ask your questions about your job, your severance. If uh, maybe you're calling for a friend, a pal, or a uh, family member, no worries. All works the same way. Get some answers happening. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. In the meantime, talking about uh, clarification of some misconceptions when it comes to severance, Dave. This is a uh, a lot of these things you get on the uh, the phone calls every day from potential clients, right? And people just calling you at the office wanting to know what is up, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the big ones uh know we see is uh when we talk about severance pay is when they say oh i don't have uh five years of service right right and uh you know that's that that's a very common misconception it's an understandable one because under the employment standards act um there's a uh, an entitlement called statutory severance pay mm-hmm. and it is only owed to employees who have five years of service or more and it's a week per year of service up to 26 weeks uh until you get to that uh, or once you get to that five uh, five year threshold um, but common law severance pay is uh, is owed regardless of your years of service. So you can have one year of service or 30 years of service, and you're still entitled to common law severance pay. That, and the one that dovetails right on the back end of that is the company has to have a payroll of $2.5 million, right? How often do you hear that? Yeah, those are the two requirements for st- uh, severance pay under the Employment Standards Act, right. five years of service and a, a payroll in Ontario of $2.5 million annually. And... Um, the uh, so again, that's another one. You tell you talk about severance pay. Maybe they have a lot of service. Uh, maybe they have you know twenty five years of service, but they're it's a small company. The payrolls you know clearly not over two point five million. And that and they, so they say. Well, I googled it and uh, you know, I looked on the uh, on the government website, and I don't get severance pay because um, my company's not big enough. And again, that's a it's a very common misconception. Um, you know, companies owe you severance pay. Your legal entitlements do not change at common law. Uh, you know, based on the size of the company. So if you have a company of five 
five employees or, or you know, 500. Uh, you, your common law entitlements are, are the same, and uh, that's ge- they're generally based on your age, years of service, and position. Those are the ones you uh, you really care about. Uh, I mean, it, this one, we've got it, what, number three on the list, and we'll get to that in just a sec because it's a big one, if not the most common one uh, you get. First, so back to the phones, got uh, Janice on the line. Hey, Janice, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good, girl. What's going on with you? I'm okay, thank you. I was sure. wondering if you can answer a few questions or at least direct me in some manner. Mm-hmm. I was terminated back in November for termination without cause. I was offered a severance package along with the regular ESA amount. Um, I did take it to a lawyer. I obtained a lawyer. Um, she tried to go do some negotiation back and forth with the other lawyer. And my ex-company is not budging. So she kept talking about going to litigation. Then she said, well, let me try calling him again. And then that didn't work. So she said, well, let me one more try. She tried four times. And then she called me the other day and said she just thinks that I should accept the six weeks they're offering me. How many years of service do you have? Eight and a half. And I'm 50 years old. Okay. And uh, what, what type of position was it? You don't have to provide the, you know, specific, like what type of role? Um... Uh, logistics. Okay. Awesome. So, um, based on eight and a half years of service, fifty years old um, in in the logistics uh, industry, I mean, you'd probably get right around eight or nine months of severance pay. Right. Um, now that is subject to um, a, a lot of that, other than the ESA amounts, is subject to mitigation. And what that means is, any income you 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 earn during that nine month um, notice period or severance period is deducted from what they owe you. So I know I know it's been quite a you know, quite a while since you lost your job. Ha- have you got a new job yet? No, I'm struggling. I'm actually I live in Barrie. I used to commute to Brampton. Yep. And I'm really struggling to find work in my field without further education. I've been in my field for 20 years with no certificate. Got it. And now everybody wants training, and I don't have that training. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know, and, and what, what have you been offered? Six weeks? No, it yeah. must be more than that, right? No, six weeks. On, on, top, top, of the e, on oh, top of the ESA settlement that they gave me. Got it. And what was the ESA? Was it eight weeks or was it um, uh, 17? Uh, no, it was, I think it was 13, 13 weeks. Okay. And you have eight and a half years of service? Yes. Okay. Uh, so the, the total severance package, in, including ESA, should be around, I'd, I'd say, eight or at probably more like nine months of pay. Right. Um, so if that's not what you're being offered at this point, I don't, you know, I don't see why you would accept it. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes there's different factors that come can come into play. I don't know. Did you sign an employment agreement that limits your termination entitlements? Um, no. That could be an issue. Okay, so um, if that's the case, I would recommend uh, giving us a call and getting a second opinion, a second opinion on this. Um, the okay. the negotiation process that you described is not uncommon. I, I say in most cases, um, especially when it's a without cause termination. Um, we do that as well. We we write a you know letter and contact the other com- the company or their, or their lawyer and try to negotiate a severance package. But if the company's not willing to improve it at all or not willing to improve it to an, a number that you know that makes sense that, that is in line with what your severance entitlements are, um, right. at that point you do have to talk about litigation and and that's something that um, you know you, you may have to do and and you know we'd be happy to help with uh, with that as well. Why she would be kind of standing down now? Like she was very adamant that you know I deserve more. She'll get me more. I deserve more. And now all of a sudden she just went to no. I think you should have accepted. 
I don't know. I, I can't speak to that. All I can tell you is, um, you know, it, it, to me, it should be around eight or nine months, uh, given your age and years of service. And, um, you know, we'd, I, I'd be happy to speak with you about that and about obtaining that. Good, Janice. Oh, there we are. Yeah, Janice, uh, thank you for the call. Uh, reach out indeed. Uh, don't waste any time with it. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 And help at employmenthour.com. Still plenty of time for your phone calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or one 225 talk That uh, way is toll-free. Doug, thanks for uh, for hanging on. How are you tonight? Hey, how are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, two little questions. Uh, I was terminated, um, but I uh, going to court. But I'd like to know. Basically, I was terminated due to balance of probability. My question is, how does that change on the employer's side when you actually get to court in front of a judge? So your employment was terminated by the employer, and they said on the balance of probabilities you did something wrong. Well, yeah, they yeah they said I did something wrong, but I said I didn't. But it didn't make any difference. I'm terminated anyway. So. And, and you were terminated with cause. With a uh, yes. So like they haven't they haven't paid or offered you any severance pay. No, no. How many years of service do you have? Eighteen. And uh, what type of position? I was a manager. And how old are you? Sixty-six. And when were you let go? Uh, just about two years ago. Okay, and you ha- just and you have sued already. Yeah, well, uh, th- yeah, like we're. But I have a lawyer, and um, basically, that that was my second question: is is what exactly does it mean when you file for discovery? Uh, that's a great question. So, what discoveries are is part of the litigation process. Each party is entitled to examine the other party or a representative from the other party. And what examine means is, I mean, essentially, you sit down in a, in a room. It's on the record, and uh, so there's a you know a, a transcribed record of it. And the lawyer gets to ask uh, the other party's representative questions about the case. Um, so the company's lawyer would ask you uh, about you know, various aspects of the you know your employment and the termination, and mm-hmm. your lawyer would get to ask someone from the company uh, about your employment and termination, uh-huh. and it's used basically to help the parties kind of narrow down issues and understand what the evidence is going to be at trial. Uh-huh. Uh, wh- and so you've started the litigation process, um, and what wh- have you done a mediation? No. No. Okay. No. And uh, when did you start the lawsuit? Do you know? Well, um, I was terminated in um, March of 2018. Yeah. And I went to an attorney like immediately after. So. Okay. And and they started that process. So, uh, in do you have? You, I assume you don't have a trial scheduled. No, no, I haven't heard. I actually haven't heard much from the lawyer. The last I heard from her is that she, uh, um, she got a statement of defense from the from the uh, employer's attorney. Got it. And she, uh, they, they weren't asking us to give a written response to that statement of defense. And then she said that the next step would be that she would she would file for discovery. And I haven't heard anything since then, but. That was about a month ago. What's your um, 
What were you accused of doing? Um, well, uh, <laughs> because 18, gotta... 18 years of service is a long time, and uh, you, you could get you know north of 18 months of severance pay. Yeah, I was accused. First, what happened was the staff um, registered about 23 complaints of bullying and harassment against me. Okay. So they did an investigation into that, and uh, they were all all the all the they were all unfounded due to in the investigation. So I was given a back to work date uh, for December 2017, and they hired a lady to come in and sort of sit down and try and get everybody back on the same page, sort of thing. And um, when the staff sat down with this lady. They gave another bunch, I think a half a dozen different charges of bullying and harassment. But then all of a sudden they said that they they were convinced that I was stealing um, fuel from the employer. Got it. And so when that hit, I said, no, I haven't stole any fuel from the employer. And basically they hired an outside lawyer to do an investigation into all that. And uh, what happened, I think what happened was just the, the director, uh, you know, realized that, you know, the, myself and the staff were probably never going to, you know, it was just not going to be salvageable. So the easiest way was to terminate me because they said, based, the report said based on the balance of probability, uh, we think that he did what they, you know, they accused him of. And okay. that's that. Yeah, I mean, a case like that, I think, probably does need examinations for discovery. I mean, you know, many cases don't, don't require it um, when, they're, when it's without cause. Um, you, you, you know, generally we can resolve those without doing a discovery. But, it, you know, in, in a case like yours with these, these accusations, um, it, it may be necessary to do that uh, to, uh, to get put leverage on the employer. So. Uh, Doug, appreciate the call. Uh, please call us back when things get resolved. Let us know how it uh, turned out for sure. Kelly, thanks uh, for hanging on. How are you? Hi, Kelly. Kelly not there. We'll see if we can get Kelly back. We'll move on to uh, Stuart. Hey, Stuart, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? A uh, little bit uh, background. I worked for a company. I've worked there for 30 years, and it was a small family-run company. And then about two years ago, they were purchased by a international firm. And the guys yeah. that have taken over, uh, basically, we lost a lot of our... Uh, sales staff just to a couple guys leaving at the time of the takeover and moving positions around. So I was kind of left with uh, not too much sales staff and I was a sales manager and basically had to take over where four of us were previously doing it. So I'm just wondering now, um, you know, is there anything called like irreconcilable differences with a, with the new company? So they they've come in and your job's the same and your pay's the same. It's just there's less staff that you basically manage. Yeah, that and I had to do a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have normally had to have done because of uh, the staff leaving. Okay, the two previous owners had left and they were part of the sales staff. And right, it's uh, you know there's when a new company comes in, obviously uh, or a new owner comes in, it doesn't uh, change t- change your employment. Um, so you, I mean, you're essentially just dealing with the same situation if your current, you know, uh, it'd be similar to if your current employer, if the old company just made, made these exact changes. So the, the fact that it's a change of ownership doesn't really impact things. Um, 
you know, taking away or, or basically getting rid of staff and making you do more work. I mean, you know, that's that's definitely changed to your comp, you know, to your to your terms of employment, to your job. Um, I find those d- cases difficult to establish constructive dismissal. Um, I think all you can really do in the situation or in the circumstances is, you know, write an email or a letter to them explaining why you're not happy, um, explaining, you know, that you do you need more staff and whatnot, um, and at least put that on, you know, put put that into. Um, you know, establish some evidence there um, that you're yeah. not happy with it, and, and and go from there. And then if further changes happen, or if it keeps, you know, it continues to get worse, um, then maybe you could talk to, uh, you know, discuss a, a potential constructive dismissal. Yeah, because the situation obviously has gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, you'll want to get that, your, you know, your objections and whatnot in in writing, uh, just so you have evidence of it. But um, I mean, there's not a lot you can do at this stage of it. Um, right. w- with that said, I mean, if you want to talk, I mean. Look, in most cases, there's more to it than you know you can describe in a minute. So, um, if you do want to uh, you know discuss it with us in more detail, um, you know feel free to give us a call and we can actually uh, you know sit down and, and really go through it. Thanks, Stuart. Appreciate that. And to reach out, very simple, one 855 821 for the purpose of the rest of this show, though, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And uh, we'll try to get uh, Kelly again. Hey, Kelly. Good evening. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. What's up? All right. Um, I've worked uh, for an accounting firm for over 20 years now. Um, I've got approached by a friend that's doing a startup company mm-hmm. um, he's guaranteeing me uh, two years of work and I've been with the company that I'm currently with uh, for over 20 years uh, let's say my buddy's company after two years um, I get fired uh, do they have to pay me severance for only two years fantastic or question because they poached me from an existing career uh, do they foot the bill for that as well and pay me for over 20 years? Of, uh, Someone's never. been listening to the show. Yeah, nice. great question. Um, so the concept you're talking about is uh, inducement, and yeah. basically what that means is um, if you're recruited or poached and uh, the, com- the new company then lets you go relatively quickly, um, and the, the, the timing is usually uh, just compared to, uh, it's relative to the, the time you're with the other company. Um, and if they let you go relatively quickly, um, in some cases, you know, the courts will say, you know, they have to at least recognize some of that service or you will get a better severance package than if you were just a, you know, let's say you get let go after what's two years. Quickly, when you say quickly, what's quickly? Um, if you have 20 years of service, you're probably talking like th- the, the next three or so, three or four years. Yeah. Uh, at the high end, um, you okay. know, one or two years would be probably pretty easy to establish. And um, so you could get some of that service recognized. Now, but that's not something I would, you know, you can't count on that because it's not guaranteed. No, I, I, no it's just because I have such security where I am. Exactly. And I'm taking to, uh, I'm willing to take the risk. Uh, the business opportunity sounds great, but it's something that's a startup. Right, so it might not work out, or the company may yeah. not work out. Um, yeah, I can tell you that it, it's possible, but I would never tell someone, 
yeah, you know, you're yes, you're guaranteed to be rec- that service is guaranteed to be recognized because it'll just come down to, um, you know, the the how the evidence comes out and what the judge um, or the decision maker decides. Um, okay. And also, um, you have to be careful because an employer can actually put in your employment agreement or job offer letter um, that they're not going to recognize service, so they can put a formula to to calculate severance pay, um, and that's not going to consider your old service. Or they can put a probationary clause in there, um, which. You know, suggest that you weren't, um, you weren't, you know, you didn't expect long-term secure employment, which is necessary to require inducement. So, um, when you're doing that, when you're moving from a secure job with you know 20 years of service, it's important to be careful with that and maybe ne- try to negotiate some type of a, uh, a formula for determining your severance that recognizes that. Okay, so um, when I get the employment package. Um you're suggesting I take it to a lawyer before I sign off on it. Yeah, send it to Dave. Absolutely, yeah, yeah especially g- given that you're actually leaving, you know, potentially leaving a job you have for 20 years. I mean, you're giving up uh, a significant uh, amount of, um, you know, tenure in terms of calculating severance. So if you go over to a new new company and they let you go, you know, you know, in, in the next, you know, in a couple months, in a year or so, um, you know, you're, you're going to likely be bound by that contract. So if that says you only get, you know, a week severance pay, well, that's all you're going to get. Okay, I'm sure the contract won't say, "Hey, I get X mm-hmm. amount of severance." Many, well. m- most contracts, I would say, do. Um, but I mean, it, look, it, maybe it's a different circumstance because it is your friend. But most contracts do. Uh, the most I see, and, and so you do have to be careful about that. Okay. Um, and Dave, is this uh, something free since I'm a 640 listener for me to <laughs> the contract to you? <laughs> yeah, give give us a call, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. Kelly, appreciate that. And uh, you know that number, one 855 821 help at You still, uh, yeah, you still got some time here as we as we roll on here. It's uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Yeah, you, you got to be careful with I'm sure dot, 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 because, you know, I'm sure the ship wouldn't sink if it hit, a, hit an iceberg. And, you know, we know what happened. So you got to be careful with those I'm sure's, right? So you got to cover your rear end when it comes to employment contracts. Yeah, you, you can't, uh, you know, I, I understand that's, you know, it's his friend. And, For uh, sure. You, but you, you got to, I mean, you're, you're leaving a secure job with 20 years. Yep. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I'd be very uh, careful before doing that. You bet. Get to uh, to Rick. Hey, Rick, thanks for hanging on, fella. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good, brother. What's up? Well, I just heard uh, I heard the explanation earlier um, when you were talking about the week that was talking about the the lady uh, getting the employer being able to provide notice when they wanted to change conditions in the uh, mm-hmm. in in your uh, job, such as like working from home and things along those lines. So what um, I basically wanted to clarify having listened to the show for for quite some time now, would the lady then that doesn't want to that doesn't want to go to the office that wants to continue to work from home, uh, XYZ employer says, uh, okay, in six months everybody has to report on site. Is that enough of a trigger for her to be able to trigger a constructive dismissal? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, first of all, that the employer would get credit for that six months notice. Um, so let's say the you know we at common law the employee is entitled to twelve months you know termination and severance pay. Well, they would already have given the employer would have given uh, six months there by doing by giving that six months working notice uh, of the change. Uh, in terms of your, your uh, more direct question, um, is that enough to trigger it? It would be, but you can't jump the gun. So you can't say, okay, I'm now con- you know treating my employment as having been constructively terminated. You actually have to work out the rest of that six months. And do it as of the date that you're supposed to be at the office. And I always tell employees it's important and helpful to give the employer a chance to fix 
the issue. So to, to write back and say, you know, I got this notification. I can't do this. This is a significant change for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm happy to continue working, you know, under my normal um, terms of employment and, and put it on the employer. Okay. So you, you jump the gun if you just go away, if you just you know quit and, and walk away. Give them a chance to fix it, and you do have to wait out wait until it's actually implemented. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah perfect. Great. That's the answer I was looking for. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. We'll take uh, one more quick call here. Hey, Mark in Richmond Hill. You got about a minute, pal. What's your uh, What's your question? Hey, uh, how's it going? I, uh, I got a friend who got terminated for cause because she mm-hmm. uh, broke a couple of policies in one day. Apparently, they have proof and everything. Yeah. I don't know if she's still uh, eligible for any sort of coverage. Um, it'll depend on uh, you know length of service, whether there's previous discipline, how serious the uh, what the policies are, and how serious the breaches are. Um, you know, breach of policy on its own is usually not enough to establish cause for termination. Um, and, you know, the employer in most cases is going to have to show that they've warned the person, um, that they've told them about the policy, they've given them a chance to improve uh, after they've been told that what they did is wrong. Um, so I would say there's a good chance that is not cause for termination. Um, so I would say I would recommend she, she gives us a call and we can, uh, we can talk about the circumstances. <laughs> Mark, I had to cut you uh, cut you short there, pal. You want to follow up? No problem. You can do that with Dave uh, when we're not on the air, which is uh, soon. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach out to Dave, Lior, rest of the crew. I advise you always do. You can go to severancepaycalculator dot com to find out what you wrote. That is the first place you go. Do not sign any severance package until you at least do that. And email as well, help at employmenthour dot com. We'll be back here Wednesday night at seven o'clock as well. Stick around. Go nowhere. On point with Alex Pearson returns right here to Global News Radio.